0: Get paid for your pad, get paid for your pad, get paid for your pad, get paid for your pad. What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Get Paid For Your Pad. It's me, Josefa, and I'm here with Jasper. Jasper, how's it hey. going? Hey, what's up, everybody? This is a rare show where we are actually both in the same location. Jasper is finally done with his crazy trip to South America throughout Brazil and all that, so he's back in LA, which is cool. He's here for a week, and now, together, we are hosting this amazing episode with an entrepreneur named Megan Hunt, and Megan has a really great story and a fantastic business name but i'll let her tell you all about that and of course she's got a great airbnb business so without further ado megan welcome to the show
1: hi Josefa hi asper thanks for having me on
0: thank you for joining us so megan of course this show is all about airbnb and and learning about your hosting experience but let's jump in before we get there you have a fascinating story so why don't we begin by you telling us a little bit about yourself
1: sure um well my name is megan and i live in the midwest i'm based in omaha nebraska um i i'm a serial entrepreneur i'm a single mother i um and i'm just kind of a hustler i guess and i like to um just find different ways to explore my passions and help the other entrepreneurs and creatives in my own community. So that's just kind of what I'm all about. Okay. And can you tell us a little bit, so when you say serial entrepreneur, tell us a
0: little bit more about that and some of the ventures that you've jumped on.
1: Sure. Out. Well, I started my career working as a wedding designer and I started a company in 2005 called Princess Lasertron and I was creating dresses and bouquets for hundreds of brides every year. So um, that's kind of what I came from is design Um And after several years in that business, I realized that my real interest was kind of more on the business side than the design side. And um, I started translating that experience into books and teaching and speaking gigs around the country. Um, So then as I was transitioning from that business of design and helping people get married, I started a co-working space in my hometown called Camp Coworking. And a few years later, I closed that to co-found a women's wear e-commerce startup called Hello Holiday at HelloHoliday.com. And that kind of remains my main focus today. So I'm always doing things I feel really passionate about or I'm excited about, um, which has made for a really interesting and fulfilling life.
0: That's fantastic. Me and Jasper tried to follow the same philosophy. I have to backtrack for a quick second, though, before we go further, because we both love your name, Princess Lasertron. And let me tell you why we constantly call, we put a Tron after everything. Now, I don't know if you're the same way, but I do I'll the same
1: you. thing. I- I know what you're talking about. I do the same exact thing.
0: <laughs> I am Jose Tron. He is Jasper Tron. We're going to Worker Tron, and later on we're yep. Eater Tron. Okay, so you do the same thing. <laughs> when I
1: was when I was pregnant, I was having a baby Tron. Yep,
0: like <laughs>
1: everything. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, well, anyways, that's fantastic that you that you put that in your company name. We were so excited when we saw when we saw your video. Oh, and one one quick thing I want to mention too. Megan is from the Midwest, as am I. I'm from a different part. I'm from Michigan and she's from Nebraska. So I think that's really cool. And real quick, tell us a little bit about why you're so passionate in particular about where you live.
1: Well, I think that Omaha is really kind of on the brink of a lot of really exciting growth um we have a very plugged in entrepreneurship tech scene we have a very vibrant startup culture we have a lot of capital here um, we call it the silicon prairie out here and so um you know i know a lot of people who are using their talents uh to do really great things with technology and that makes um it makes it a better community for everybody really because there's a lot of innovation happening here right now and it makes it an exciting time to live here.
2: Well, that's that's great. You know, I I did a road trip from Chicago to Los Angeles and I, I remember passing by Omaha
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, I, I remember there's a lot of little cornfields. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I'd be happy to host you next time you're here. I've got a couple spots. <laughs>
2: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, so I found you by, um, you know, I, I found your article about uh, Airbnb in Omaha, and mm-hmm. it, it seems like uh, Airbnb is doing pretty well there. So yeah. uh, I'm, I was curious, like, how did you find out about Airbnb?
1: Um, well, I guess I guess just through like the tech and startup culture. Like, I've always been really plugged into that, and so when that first launched after Y Combinator, I was kind of following that, and I knew some people who had stayed in Airbnbs in other cities, and. So that was really intriguing to me because, um, I was just trying to find some ways to make extra money. Um, it kind of started out, uh, I, I just needed a way to make extra money as I was funding my own startup. And so. Um, I don't really know a lot of founders who aren't hosting cause that's a really great way to make some extra money. So that's kind of how it started. Like I used it to fund my e-commerce startup and then kind of as my life circumstances changed over those years, I continued using Airbnb to support myself and my daughter after I got divorced. So, um, it's kind of allowed me to regain some security in a really uncertain time of my life, but it's also helped me live vicariously a little bit through the exciting travels of my visitors. And, um, So I just got into it about two and a half years ago, and um, I've pretty much been living off the income, actually, since then.
2: And are you renting out a room or a whole apartment?
1: Well, I started out, um, I I got a two-bedroom apartment. And I started out with that. So I live there and I offer the option for people to either rent just the room, just the spare second bedroom, or they can take the whole place, you know, obviously for more money. So that's what I started with. And then that was doing so well, I got a second apartment in downtown Omaha, which is, um, it's close to like the Olympic swim trials. It's close to the Berkshire Hathaway convention. It's close to big Omaha, which is a huge tech convention based here. Um, There's all kinds of events. The college world series is right downtown. So there's a lot of uh, pull for people to Omaha and they all want to stay downtown. So I got another apartment downtown that I rent out as well. And then A couple people started hearing that I was doing this, and uh, then I started managing a loft downtown as well that belonged to another couple, um, and they weren't living there, but they own it, and so they wanted to split the profit from running an Airbnb out of there too. So it came up to three spaces, um, and right now I'm mainly just focused on my own apartment. So with this new that I that I either rent out the room or the whole place.
0: Okay, that's awesome. Now with the new apartment that you found with this fantastic location, did you Mm -hmm. end up purchasing that unit, or do you rent it and then essentially sublease it?
1: I rent it. Um, Luckily in Omaha we don't have any laws, you know, prohibiting the use of Airbnb or subletting through websites like Airbnb. But. and all of my landlords know, which makes it a lot easier, too, because I don't have to really worry about getting busted or whatever. But um, yeah, I just lease both of them.
0: And as you were deciding on which apartment to rent, did you speak ahead of time with the landlords, essentially letting them know, hey, I'm, I am I want to use this for Airbnb. Is that okay? Or did you... Yeah. Okay.
1: It's kind of a chicken and egg conversation. Like, we, I'm, I'm friends with the guys who own the building. And so we were kind of all out to lunch. And I was mentioning, you know, I really... Uh, You know, this Airbnb thing is going really well for me. And they were saying, well, we're uh, developing a new apartment building downtown. Do you want to take one of them and you can just use it for Airbnb? And I said, yeah, definitely. And the idea was kind of, I would use it for Airbnb. And then when they had guests um, from out of town that they needed to put up, um, they could just use that space. And so I would just kind of manage it and then everyone can sort of benefit from having the space to share for guests and that's how it's played out. And it's been just over a year now that we've been doing that. Awesome. And when you started with the
0: apartment, was there a lag before you got a steady stream of visitors or was it pretty good right off the right off the get go?
1: When I started it was pretty good off the bat, I think there may be some factors for that. There are probably a couple reasons. Um, first, I started in spring. And so that's when people are making their summer travel plans. Um, a lot of people who come through Omaha are coming for events, like I mentioned, the Berkshire Hathaway Convention, the, the College World Series. We have a lot of events in Omaha that pull a lot of visitors and tourism. But we also have a lot of people, like Josefa mentioned, his parents you know, live in Minnesota, right?
0: Uh, it's Michigan. So, what you said, Mi- Michigan? Uh, my sorry, in but Michigan. you know, they get really upset by right. the way when people confuse the two. So, just FYI, I'm going to have to edit. I'm, this whole well, part you better
1: out. better edit that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want them to be offended. At all. But you know, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people who have moved away are coming home to Omaha too to visit parents, to visit grandparents. So um, we also have some universities here. So I get a lot of students who are coming through on like college visits, that kind of thing. So in the spring, everybody is planning those trips. And so I got a lot of inquiries right when I opened. And I also um I will admit that this is something I, I think really hard about. I try to keep my place immaculately clean, like no clutter, nothing comes in. Tons of stuff goes out. I, It's, it's honestly like a third, third full-time job is just keeping the apartments spotless. And so when I had the photographer come and take pictures of the space, I think the photos, the professional photos combined with what a nice blank slate the place is. Like it's really well decorated. It's very clean. It's very consistent. It always looks the same. And I think that that got me a lot of good reviews out of the gate that um, facilitated many more inquiries about the spaces and having, now I've been doing this for two and a half years and my pictures were taken two and a half years ago. So um, pretty much nothing has changed and it makes it easy for me to clean. Cause I don't have to think about where things go and it's nice.
2: Yeah. And no, you know, I, I started around the same time about two and a half years ago mm-hmm. and uh, I was actually hoping that Airbnb would offer uh, like a second ph- uh, photography service. Because you know, I've I've made a lot of changes to my house, and and so I would I would love to have um an, you know a new photo photo shoot.
1: That's interesting. Do they not? Do they not do a second one?
2: If you no, it's, it. it's a one time thing. I've actually uh, I've actually mentioned this to them when, when we were at the Airbnb open. So hopefully will mm-hmm. you know maybe for hosts who've been hosting for like one or two years or something, you know.
1: Yeah, I think that that would definitely be in their interest to provide you know an updated photo to represent yeah. their most popular listings
2: and i'm, I'm just reading your article and um, it seems like you have a you had a lot of guests i see over a hundred groups and um some backpacking students from switzerland yeah businessmen um t- what's your most memorable experience
1: um well i have some memorable negative experiences and i have some memorable positive experiences right. let's hear both Probably- Okay. One of my, um, I'll start with a negative so we can end on a positive. Uh, (laughs) I had, I had one woman come through who used a lot of drugs in my apartment and I, I do live there with my child. And so that was really troubling to me and I didn't know what to do. And that was the first time I'd ever really experienced a problem with a guest. Um, and you know, and I'm and I'm not talking about like an annoying guest or a guest who has a lot of annoying questions or is messy. I'm talking about like a legal activity, you know, and that was really troubling to me. I didn't know what to do. And in retrospect, I shot up, I probably should have just called the police and then called Airbnb to explain the situation. But instead I just told her like, you can't do that here. And she continued to do it. And I just like, Holed up in my room and waited for her to leave. So that was like definitely the worst experience I had. And in retrospect, I should have handled that much differently. But I also wasn't really prepared for that kind of challenge. So um, that's something that I learned from definitely. And I also had another guest who was a really old man. Like he was older. He was in his mid-70s. He was here visiting family. And he stayed with me. And he didn't understand that it wasn't a hotel. So he was really confused about like why I was there he didn't want to let me in. Uh, he locked the door and wouldn't let me in, you know, stuff like that. And so that was another really troubling day. And then to have like my toddler there as I'm trying to manage this and it's her house too. So that was really upsetting to me when that happened. But some of the best experiences um, every year for Berkshire Hathaway, which is Warren Buffett's, uh, you know, holding company company. And they have a big shareholders meeting every year in Omaha, which pulls in like thousands of people from all over the world. And I think that's why, side note, I think that's why Airbnb right now is like pushing Omaha so hard, is because they want all that Berkshire Hathaway money. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want it too. But yes, exactly. My neighbor, Warren Buffett. But that's a good pull for the space too, as I live about two blocks away from Warren Buffett. But anyway. Um, the they, the Berkshire Hathaway guests are always awesome. Like this one guy came and he was like super handsome, which I love, and he was like really well dressed. And he offered to take me out to dinner, which was really nice. So that was fun. And then when he left, he left me a bottle of champagne. So he was just a really nice guy. And um, another memory is there were some students backpacking from Switzerland, and they were backpacking across. It's kind of the great American road trip type of thing. They were backpacking and renting cars and just making their way from New York to L.A. And that was a really cool story to kind of hear about their travels and also play a role in that and they were really kind guys too and I just really loved hosting them and really besides those negative experiences I mentioned everybody's been great and I've really loved the experiences with all of my guests as you've hosted all these people have you ever met
0: any entrepreneurs that have made, that you've maybe collaborated with or perhaps gotten some ideas or inspirations from
1: that's a good question. Uh, every year for the big Omaha conference, I usually fill up with people who are attending that. And we've never collaborated on anything, but definitely like meeting for drinks and just talking about what we're both working on. And um, that's definitely worth something, just making that connection with somebody and, um, you know, just having someone else in your phone book to reach out to if I can ever make a connection for them or vice versa. Uh Now that foundation has been laid because, you know, we had that good experience together through Airbnb. So we, nothing, no direct collaborations or anything, but a lot of really uh, great friendships. Okay, well, keep us posted
0: on that front because that could be the first Airbnb-inspired business and that would be fantastic and we'll (laughs) interview you. So you mentioned that you have a young toddler. For parents out there single parents uh, uh whatever who are also interested in hosting do you have any words of wisdom or precautions that you take that you can share
1: well one thing that i transitioned to in the last six months is i stopped hosting guests when my daughter's in the house so um her father and i who's a great friend of mine he lives next door which is really convenient too um we share custody of her and so When I don't have her is typically when I rent to guests now. And if I want to rent to guests and I have her, I usually take her and we go stay somewhere else. So we go stay with a friend or we have a sleepover at Grandma and Grandpa's. And I did that over time because I realized that I really wanted the apartment to feel like hers. I wanted it to feel like her space. I didn't want her to feel like there were always going to be strangers in her bed, that there were always going to be you know, she was going to wake up and go into the living room and see someone she didn't know. So as she's gotten older, I've tried to be more mindful of that and, um, respectful of her space by not, you know, always having strangers there while she's there. And that's something that I really transitioned to recently, which has been going really well. Um, when, when I don't have my daughter, um, I usually stay at my office when I have someone taking up the whole space. So if you're, I, I talk to a lot of people who, you know, maybe a family of four and they have a home and a house with a lot of clutter and a lot of kids stuff and maybe some pets. And they ask me like, should I get into Airbnb? And I think, it's for everybody. I mean, I think there's definitely a guest who would love to stay in a house like that, but I think that you're going to make more money and you're going to be, you're going to have a more lucrative business. If that's what you're trying to do with Airbnb, if you have a very clean, uncluttered blank slate home that looks a little bit, um, I don't know that, that people can feel more comfortable in uh, rather than like staying with a, a huge busy family. But I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with that and, Uh, there's probably a lot of guests who would love to stay somewhere like that. But um, I guess my advice is to just make it as clean as possible and give the guest as much privacy as possible.
2: So now that we're getting into giving advice to other hosts, are there any other uh, words of wisdom that you have for, for hosts in general?
1: Um, I, I would say first and foremost, um, it's good to be honest with yourself about what rules you want to set for visitors. Um, I used to try to be like really chill and laid back with my house rules because I just wanted to get good reviews, but I just found myself cringing too often about behavior that I was letting slide, or I was telling guests that I didn't mind what they were doing when I really did. And then that kind of started to make me resentful about hosting because um, I was finding myself so annoyed with my guests. And the truth is that your guests don't want to bother you. Like, They want to respect your home. So my advice to hosts is to help the guests do that by telling them what the rules are, like explain where wet towels go, explain where the coasters are. If you want them to use coasters, Um, tell them where you keep cleaning supplies in case there's a spill or a mess, Um, be specific about where people can smoke, uh, just things like that. So I think that fewer rules are better in the spirit of hosting, but if if there's just some basic laws of the land, definitely lay those down and stick to them because honestly, in the end of the day, it's your space and um, you're just sharing it with someone who's passing through. So you don't want to give up your security or safety or comfort um, just for the sake of a good review or something.
2: Yeah. Um, actually, you know, I'd like, I think it's a good thing to let guests know what they can use and what mm-hmm. they can't use because it, you know, it also makes the guest feel comfortable.
1: Exactly. Because, you
2: know, when I, when I'm staying in somebody's house, and, and, you know, that person doesn't tell me, uh, doesn't give me the rules, then I feel a little uncomfortable because I'm, uh, you know, I'm always thinking, like, oh, can I use this? Like, can I yeah. use that, you know? So I actually appreciate it when people are very clear. And, um, you know, Josefa, he, uh, he recently started hosting and, you know, he put like labels on, on the closets and stuff and to indicate where stuff is. And, you know, and he has a special... Special place where people can put nice. and, a, and a note on the wall. It's, it gives like the Wi-Fi and the password and stuff, and I, I think that makes uh, that makes the uh, the stay actually more enjoyable.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's really important to write a personal note for every guest. So one thing I do is I print off like a page long thing for each guest where I greet them and I remind them of the house rules, which are on the listing. Um, I tell them about anything weird, like how to use the TV and where to find the extra trash bags and the toilet paper. And then I finish off the the letter with a list of my favorite shops and restaurants and places to walking you know in walkable distance so um one one thing i really liked was once when i was early in hosting I came home to notice that my guests had checked off like all of the places that they went and on the list that I gave them. And so then instead of bullet points, I started printing it off with check boxes instead and more people Uh do that. So that's kind of fun for me to see like what they got to go enjoy. And, you know, they always say, Oh, Megan sent us when they go to these restaurants. So that's good for me because then I go in there and the chefs treat me really well. And it's, it's a really, it's, it's an opportunity to build a relationship, not just lend a room to somebody.
0: That's, that's an amazing idea with the check boxes. I'm writing that down. It's really good.
1: <laughs> good. I'm glad you like that.
0: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's what Airbnb is all about. That's why people
2: stay with with Airbnb instead of a hotel, right? Exactly. For those right. recommendations and the personal attention. So Megan, uh, if people want to learn more about you, do you have a website or, or something that people can check out?
1: Yeah, I would, um, I I run a couple businesses and I have a couple blogs. So I think that the best way to find out more about me is to go to my about me page, which is at about dot me slash Megan Hunt. M-E-G-A-N-H-U-N-T. And from there you can link to my blog and my business website and my Twitter and Facebook and all of that stuff. So that's probably the best place to start. About.me slash Megan Hunt.
2: Awesome. So everybody go, go ahead and check that out. Uh, obviously we'll put those links in the, in the show notes that you can find at getpaidforyourpetcom slash podcasts. And with that, uh, we, we come to the end of the episode. Megan, thank you so much for, uh, for sharing your story. Um,
1: thank you, Jasper.
2: I, uh, I really enjoyed our, uh, our chat and hopefully the listeners did as well. And, uh, everybody if you want to learn more about Airbnb hosting of course you can go to getpaidforyourpet.com where you can download the first couple chapters of our book which is also for sale on Amazon and if you go to Amazon you just type in Airbnb then our book should be on the top and um, it's in paperback. It's on Kindle. There's a you can get the audiobook for free actually on my on my blog as well. So there's plenty of resources out there for you. And uh, every Monday, check back for a new episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. All right, goodbye everybody.
0: Get paid for your pet Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad.